0: Bunch of crazy dogs, have some fun!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra Studios, I'm Matty Buller and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. It's the divisional round in the NFL playoffs, and we're going to check the boxes on all four games this weekend. We also give you a couple teasers, maybe a money line, Matty pick in there for you as well. But first, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Attridge. How you doing, pal?
2: Well, let's see. I got the New England game wrong. I got the Raiders game wrong. I got the Steelers game wrong.
0: I was (laughs) losing. Ralph, I was... (laughs) I was not
3: exactly right. What do you mean not right? I mean not
0: right. I don't get you. You mean you were wrong?
2: But I've never been happier to go two and five in my entire life because my 49ers beat the Cowboys, baby.
1: Yep, that was a great game. What an ending too. Way to go, Dak. Way to uh, run it up the middle there with no timeouts left.
2: You put that one on Dak or Mike McCarthy?
1: Well, <laughs> I'll
2: probably tell him more.
1: Well, here's what I'll say: if somebody, if I'm Dak Prescott, and you send in a garbage play the last second of the game like that, I'm changing it. And when I get to the sidelines, I'll ask for forgiveness later.
2: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you: with this new format, I could have done without the Eagles game. Yeah, I could have done without uh, the P- Pittsburgh Steelers game.
1: Yeah, that was terrible.
2: Uh, Oh, I was wrong on that Eagles game too, by the way. But um, yeah, they were so lopsided and so clear that those teams did not deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, Do we like the extra week? Do we like the extra game? Yeah, but I think it's diluting the product a little. hate the fucking Eagles, man.
1: But how about those Bills, man? When they win... They win big this year.
0: You got me feeling like I'm God telling.
2: Fuck me, do they ever? I was going to bring it up later, but yeah, up their 12 wins this year, all of them have been by more than 12 points. Yeah.
1: And that's a, that's as savage a beating in the playoffs you'll see a Belichick team get. I mean, that his Belichick's defenses are usually coached so well going into uh, a big game. And that was the worst I've ever seen a Belichick defense show up.
2: Well, when you, when you score a touchdown on every single possession, except for the one where you kneel down in victory formation, you know you've done a pretty good job. Like, I mean, that, even that touchdown pass to Dawson Knox uh, in the first quarter, which you had, by the way, on a prop bet. Um, yes, sir. That wasn't even supposed to be a completion. He was trying to throw that away. So even the ones he was trying to throw away were caught for touchdowns.
1: What a hell of an athletic play by that Knox kid, though, to pull that in and keep his feet in bounds, eh? Back in
0: the end zone! Touchdown! It is Dawson
3: Knox, and the Bills strike first on an excuse
2: me touchdown. And what did he do to double down? Caught another touchdown (laughs) (laughs) pass. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, you know, one team that uh, isn't going to be sniffing the divisional rounds is, uh, of course, the Dallas Cowboys, who are uh, crying themselves to sleep every night and getting ready to go golfing. But uh, one guy who's pretty hopping mad because he loves to win is Big Jarrah. What do you think about that, buddy? What do you you think he's going to do?
2: Well, I heard through my inner circles of of peeps uh, in the Irvine area of Texas that he's going to do five specific things in the offseason to retool the Cowboys for a proper Super Bowl run number five take over general manager duties everybody knows their 90s dynasty was the result of his football genius
3: how many super bowls do you think you would have won if he stayed five no doubt five and every time i'm with troy and i we always talk about we should have won at least five
2: number four he's gonna hit the books and find out what this defense thing is that everyone's talking about
0: you are so learned (laughs)
2: learned son It's pronounced LEARNED. Number three. We'll take a page out of Robert Kraft's playbook of success and add some Eastern karma by becoming a VIP client at Orchards of Asia Day Spa.
0: Oh, haven't had an old fashioned in a long time. Oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep, babe. Here, do you need some money or anything? Number two.
2: New perk. The glory hole will be made available to all players of the week. Unfortunately, this means Mike McCarthy will have to work especially hard, but results will show up on the field. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. I want
1: me some glory, ho. And
2: now, the number one. Three things. A DeLorean, a flux capacitor, and Tom Landry. 1.21
0: gigawatts! 1.21 gigawatts!
1: Well, yeah, Cowboys fan, you're going to have to wait until next season. Uh, But there are still some teams in it. It is divisional round football this weekend. Two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. So uh, let's not give any more further ado, Andy. Let's fire this
2: up. Yeah, man, let's fire this thing up. Oh,
1: Go! first game Saturday afternoon we head to Tennessee where the Titans play host to the Cincinnati Bengals Tennessee three and a half point favorites with 47 being your total on the game now the Bengals were five and three on the road this year Titans seven and two. And this is the second playoff meeting all-time between Cincinnati and Tennessee. Well, actually, you kind of got to go back to 1990, and really, Tennessee was called the Houston Oilers back then. But Cincinnati did beat them 41-14 in that game, and that is the most points and highest margin of victory in Cincinnati's postseason history. Unfortunately, the Bengals are 0-7 on the road all-time in the playoffs, so they definitely don't like going away from their own friendly confines, but... uh, they got Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow's got 100-plus passer rating in five straight games. That's tied for the longest act- active streak uh, with a guy na- by the name of Aaron Rodgers. So he's doing well. What do you think? Can Cincinnati keep that magic going?
2: Well, I heard a report in Nashville that Joe Burrow's dick arrived there about two hours ahead of the rest of the team. Jack says you got a great big cock. Um, well, I don't know. I guess so. May I see it? I mean, look at that dude's swagger. He's got those... 70s porn shades going on the cigar the attitude i don't know man it's just i don't think i thought that the the occasion was going to be too much for him last week and i was definitely wrong on that Um, this guy's dial in and it doesn't look like that was his first playoff game
1: i thought his old line played fantastic we were really doubting the offensive line of the Bengals and uh, they did a great job last week now can they pull that off against a, a great Tennessee front four
2: well that's a different question because Tennessee's front four is gonna look a lot different than what they got with the Raiders I mean you had Max Crosby but he was really about the only threat in that front four um ironically enough Bengals haven't allowed a turnover they haven't turned the ball over in their last five games. Wow. So, yeah, uh, props to the offensive line for giving them time in the pocket and props to Jumpero for not making any mistakes. Uh, you don't see that too often with teams. But, yeah, Tennessee is a different uh, kettle of fish uh, than what they were going up against last year. Unfortunately, they, the, the Bengals lost two of their top defensive linemen uh, against the Raiders, uh, Larry Unganjobi um, sustained a season ending foot injury. Well, Pro Bowl edge rusher Trey Hendrickson suffered a concussion. Now, my understanding, based on the injury report today, uh, is that he will likely be in the game. So, unfortunately, he had the concussion, but he is off concussion protocol now.
1: Well, it is a good thing that Trey Hendrickson's in the lineup. Um, Cincinnati had a 43.5% pressure rate with hendrickson on the field in the wild card round versus the raiders when he was off the field only a 9.1 percent rate that's a big step down so they're going to want him firing on all cylinders Um, that's because of course king henry is back in the backfield for tennessee and this is what's going to make the game so tough for cincinnati in the playoffs tennessee's got the rest and since he coming off a big emotional win and against a running game that can wear you down, that can be pretty rough. The Titans, uh, following nine or more days of rest in the Mike Vrabel era, are 8-0. and oh.
2: Yeah, I was aware of that. Um, an interesting thing about Derek Henry's absence from the lineup for the past couple months is that their production um only dropped off by 11 yards a game for rushing. So even if he's not 100% and I really don't think he is, uh and a lot of rust on that too, but um he's going to just force Cincinnati's defense to respect the run. And by the way, Cincinnati's run defense matches up really well. Uh they're fifth in the NFL this season allowing just 102 and yards per game. But even if Henry doesn't get his 30 touches that he was normally used to, um, you know, I think Tannehill can pick apart the secondary of of Cincy quite well. So my point is, Derek Henry's presence in the lineup, it might look good aesthetically um, on a pregame report, but I don't think it's going to make a huge difference in the outcome.
1: Well, Tennessee's hoping that uh, he does. They've only been the number one seed twice Uh, since becoming the titans and they're zero and two in the playoffs as the number one seed of of course both times they've lost to baltimore so they're not playing baltimore they are playing the bengals who have a lot less playoff experience but man i that does that hook bother you at all three and a half points
2: um yeah quite a bit (laughs) in fact
1: yeah that i'm i'm having a bit of a struggle too if this this game is the kind of game that could get pretty close
2: i mean that Raiders game, while well, the Raiders game was a lot closer than it should have been. If your would answer ball, she'd be your uncle, but yeah. she doesn't, so she's not. And if that whistle had been um, acknowledged by instant replay, we would have had a different outcome. But plus three and a half with a Cincy team that seems to be firing on all cylinders. And I, I know Derrick Henry being back is supposed to mean a lot, but <laughs> I like the three and a half points. I'm going to go with Cincinnati on this one.
1: They're a team of destiny this year, buddy. I'm
2: your density.
1: I'm actually taking them as my money line Maddie pick this week. The Bengals are going to the AFC Championship game. Oh! Oh!
3: After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is... Cincinnati by two hundred points? Fire you worthless hunk of junk? Well, the Minnesota
0: Vikings Men don't lose a game or two Chicago's got the Bears, but lordy, who cares? Them fans are always feeling blue And the fans of the Lions are always crying Cause the boys are always out of luck But everybody knows that the Packers
1: Saturday night, we head to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field where the Green Bay Packers play host to the San Francisco 49ers. Five and a half points is what the Green Bay Packers are favored as, and why not? They didn't lose a game at home all year. 48 year total. Now, San Fran, though, has played very well away from home. Both teams uh, well over 500 against the spread. I have a feeling this game is going to be pretty close. Uh but before that Andy it's trivia time. What do you call a Packers fan with a sheep under his arm? I give up. A pimp. (laughs) I'm not a pimp. So anyway, Rogers is 0-3 in the playoffs versus the Niners over his career. And it's going to be a tough game weather-wise as it's uh, minus 10 Celsius, feeling like minus 20 with the wind chill. And also, Andy, wind gusts right around your magic number of 15 miles an hour.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing the 49ers know how to run the ball. (laughs) 100%. Um, Now, would it surprise you, Matthew, to learn that the 49ers led the entire league this year in yards per play?
1: I didn't know it was yards per play. Really?
2: That is some weird, wild
3: stuff. <laughs> that is funny. I did not know that. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Packers were 31st in the league in yards allowed per rush at 4.7. They're actually tied with uh, Kansas City. The only team worse were the Steelers. So 49ers can pound the ball and the Packers can't stop the pounding of the ball. Can't stop. Um, they also led the league in forced fumbles, the 49ers did. But if we go back to September, uh, and, and their first meeting against each other, you know, Green Bay won uh, last second field goal to win 30 to 28. But if you look at who was playing and who wasn't playing for the 49ers, they're uh, their leading rusher was rookie Trey Sermon. I think he had about 30 yards carrying that day. Elijah Mitchell wasn't even in the game. Debo Samuel only had five receptions for 52 yards. And in fact, the only defensive player to have more than one pressure on Rogers was Nick Bosa. And this is a, an entirely different team now. <clears throat> in fairness, the Packers were without Jair Alexander and all-world, all-universe lineman David Bakhtiari. And those guys will be in this week. But, yeah, 49ers um, have really improved since the last time these guys met. So if that was any indication of the talent level, um, you know, and I, I'm assuming that this point spread means that they're on a neutral field, that Green Bay's going to be a three-point favorite. I, that just doesn't really add up to add it up well t- enough to me.
1: I don't like the five-and-a-half points either. I think there should be a three-point spread. Uh San Francisco leads the NFL with 30 and a half percent quarterback pressure rate when using four or fewer pass rushers this season. Um, now the, here's the battle is Aaron Rodgers leads the NFL with a 113.7 passer rating versus four or fewer rushes. so obviously the San francisco 49ers uh, secondary is going to have to pick up the slack if the defensive front isn't getting to the quarterback in time. But what San Francisco also has got going for them is Aaron Rodgers is not that shit hot in the playoffs. He's 11 and nine in his career as a starter, seven and eight since winning the Super Bowl in 2010. He's very beatable in the playoffs.
2: Well, speaking of the 49ers secondary, Devontae Adams literally scares the hell out of me. And more so than than Aaron Rodgers. Because <laughs> he was the one that caught the pass to set up the field goal that won the game for them in, in San Francisco in September. And, you know, this 49ers secondary is nothing to write home about. Um, the only other concern, uh, Fred Warner was injured last week. He injured his ankle, but he's he'll be in on Saturday. Nick Bosa, I, as far as I know, still hasn't cleared concussion protocols. So that, that'll be huge if he's not in there. Like, I mean the difference in winning and losing huge
1: well the magic number in this game is 22 and that's that the packers have allowed 22 or more points in six of their last seven the 49ers they're 10 and 2 this season when scoring more than 22 points do you think the niners can put up 22 i think they can and i think that they're a team of destiny as well this year they seem to be coming on when it matters Density. green bay might have a little rust going on them now everybody knows i have a blind hatred for the packers so you might <laughs> want to take that for a grain of salt but i'm going with another underdog here and making a money line maddie pick for the san francisco 49ers let's go crimson and gold
2: oh, oh. i'm gonna co-sign that with you maddie i'm gonna co-sign that with you i think it's uh you're right team of destiny but as I say, they can pound the ball, and I just think that they've got the edge uh, when it comes to the trenches.
1: Well, that's fine. With my Green Bay credit score, I probably need a cosigner.
2: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Everybody knows that the Packers are
0: Welcome to Tampa Bay.
1: on to sunday where the first game takes place in tampa bay where the bucks are three-point favorites against the visiting la rams 48 and a half is your total uh, the rams 7 and 2 on the road this season bucks 7 and 1 at home and brady of course 14 and 2 all time in the divisional round uh, he's won nine straight divisional round games dating back to 2011, the longest quarterback streak in any round in NFL history, but he's 0-2 versus the Rams since joining the Buccaneers.
2: But I don't want to be a pirate. Interesting story that just came out. Um, the NFL fined Bucks head coach Bruce Arians $50,000 for striking Buck safety a- a- Andrew Adams on the helmet during the team's uh, win last week over the Eagles. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport reported. Tampa Bay recovered a fumble by the Eagles. Following the play, Arians stepped onto the field and struck Adams on the helmet with an open left hand. Arians explained his actions by saying that he was trying to prevent Adams from being penalized for pulling players out of the scrum and he made it clear in the locker room that anyone who gets an interception against the Rams will promptly receive a kick in the pants how
3: would you like your keen eye to watch my sure foot kick your smart ass
1: yeah people that were a little bit uh, annoyed with Arians about uh, striking a player better not watch any games from the 60s or 70s (laughs) where (laughs) players were just like manhandled by the face mask by their coaches
0: what the hell's going on
1: we talk about the greatness of Tom Brady, but you've got a stat that is just to me, it's one of those things like uh DiMaggio's hitting streak or Gretzky's points total. It'll never be caught.
2: All right. I, I don't want to beleaguer the point. Yes, we know Tom Brady's old. We know Tom Brady's good, but this stat just freaking floored me. Troy Aikman had 188. Hall of Famer Troy Aikman had 188 touchdown passes in his career. Tom Brady, since turning the age of 40, 188 touchdown passes since he was 40.
1: Yeah. And since last week where he threw a bunch more touchdown passes, he's actually surpassed that, hasn't he?
2: uh i think that was after last week's game was it after
1: last week either way then he's gonna pass it this week because tom brady uh well he plays football very well for an aged fellow
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually uh another stat other than bruce arians all other three nfc head coaches are younger than tom brady
1: yeah that's that's unbelievable as well i mean The Rams have a few things going for them. First of all, Brady hasn't beat them as a buck. Second of all, they've won six of their last seven games. They're in great form. Uh, They had that week, week 18 loss to San Francisco, but they've been tied for the best record in the NFL since week 13, including the playoffs. And I think they've got a lot in common with that Giants defense that stymied Brady twice in the playoffs before. The
2: Rams have a lot going for them. Especially on defense, you know, we talked about Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They're gelling as a group, and my God, they made Arizona look like a Division Two team. Uh, <laughs> you know, they shut down that screenplay that, for some reason, the Cardinals kept calling over and over and over again. Not sure why, um, but... <laughs> I think, uh, obviously, a huge discrepancy in talent when you'd want to talk about the Cardinals and the Bucks, But, you know, the Bucs are still decimated at the wide receiver position. Um, and that's going to be a glaring hole. And it's going to be a lot more glaring against uh, Jalen Ramsey and the Rams than it was against the Eagles. Um, that's going to get exposed. So, they're going to have to pound the ball and geez, you know, they had, a, they did a really good job last week without Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn and Giovanni Bernard combined for 97 yards and two touchdowns on just 30 carries. But I don't know, man. Um, I'm not liking the three points. I, uh, I, am I, not even sure if the points are going to come into play, but I think the Rams are playing a little bit better football than the Bucs are, um, Tom Brady aside, which is hard to do, but I think they're just, I think the Rams are a more complete team right now.
1: Well, and just to bolster your point as we've talked a lot about their uh, defense. On offense, Matthew Stafford, for as much as we tease the guy, he led the NFL with a 139.6 passer rating versus the Blitz this season. Now, Tampa Bay's defense blitzes 38.1% of the time. That's the second highest in the NFL. I think that plays right into Stafford's hands. I like where the Rams sit here. I think they're playing great football. They're in great form. Not like the Bucks aren't. Um, but the three points, I'm going to say the Rams at least cover that.
2: Yeah, I think Matthew Stafford, you know, all that experience in the NFC North, um, you know, facing off against, you know, Chicago linebackers, Minnesota linebackers, and then obviously having a really shitty offensive line for 15 years. In Detroit, yeah, he's used to the blitz, man. We'll
0: LA, so let's, today. Let's, let's roll, baby. Tech, Nina. Nina, 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 Nina. Kansas City. You ready? You ready? Three, two, one, go. Welcome to the race. Kingdom. Yeah.
1: And our final game on Sunday evening takes place in Kansas City, where the Chiefs sit as two-point favorites against the visiting Buffalo Bills. Uh, 55 is your total for the game. Buffalo, 5-3 away from home this season. KC, 7-2 at home. Uh, now, the Bills, this is a stat that's crazy as well. They've punted zero times in three of their last four games. The rest of the NFL has two games without a punt over that span. Man, you've got an offense that's just firing on all cylinders if that's the case.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, the yeah. Chiefs, obviously, in the postseason, <laughs> they seem historically, with Patrick Mahomes anyway, over the past bit, uh, 32.2 points per game in the postseason uh, at home. That's the highest by any starting QB in NFL history with at least five starts.
2: Um, let's go in, let's go back to Orchard Park last week. Jo- uh, Josh Allen, five touchdown passes, four incomplete passes. You got me feeling like I'm Josh Allen. That's a that's, that's a good streak too.
1: Well, and like we were saying, it seems this season when they win, they're going to win big. Um, Kansas City though, I'd say they've got every right to be the favorite here and I like the spread of 2 points because I do think this is going to be a pretty tight game when it comes down to it.
2: Uh, yeah, one stat that really jumped off the page to me was uh, Kansas City's 30th in the league in rushing yards allowed per attempt. Um, again, I think I mentioned that with the Green Bay game. Just which team is number one in this category? Buffalo. Buffalo, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly, the the, the, the total, it's down to 53.5. I think it opened around there, went up to 55. It got bet down, but... Jesus Christ, both those two teams single-handedly almost scored that many points last week. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, I would definitely take the over on this game.
2: Yeah, I think like these two teams rank number 3 and number 4 in the league in points scored per game. I don't even think that uh turnovers are going to matter as much in this one as they will in other games. You're going to get a lot of possessions. You can overcome I- mistakes like that.
1: I do uh, think though that uh the big factor in this game, is going to be that number one ranked Bills defense and how they show up against that high-powered Kansas City offense. If that Bills defense can uh, keep Mahomes off the field, make them make them do a bunch of three and outs while Buffalo starts accumulating points, um, they can put themselves in a great position in the first half. Uh,
2: if you recall, last year, uh, leading up to the Super Bowl. There was that unfortunate incident with Andy Reid's son, who is uh, a coach, or uh, an assistant coach on the team, got involved in a vehicular homicide, uh, which I think distracted them. Guess what? Ha- no, this is not really on the same level. But Willie Gay Jr., their linebacker, was arrested yesterday in Kansas for a misdemeanor criminal charge.
3: Dumbass.
2: Uh, he was arrested at 1030 p.m. local time and booked at the Johnson County Jail, where he remains Thursday morning. Gay's booking alleges he his arrest was for criminal damage of less than $1,000. The damaged property included a vacuum cleaner, a wall, and a door frame, and it's a Class B non-person misdemeanor constitutes a domestic violence offense. So I think that's the last thing they need going into a big game like this. Um, I'm not sure if it's enough to disrupt it entirely, but my God, he's a pretty big part of that defense that's been playing really well lately um and it, the report didn't say whether he will or whether he won't be playing on the weekend but uh the event in itself i think is a, is a big distraction
1: yeah and those aren't the kind of distractions you need the week before big games right now the bills are zero and three in road playoff games under sean mcdermott I think that changes. I'm on the underdog train, obviously, this weekend. Cause I, I don't think I've picked a favorite, and I'm not going to start now. I like the Bills to not just cover this two points, but they're going to win it on the money line.
2: Oh! Oh! Yeah, if you look back to the AFC Championship game last year between these two teams, the Bills' loss was kind of like a stepping stone that they needed to take to, to make the full journey to the Super Bowl. And I think that step was taken last year. And I think they're actually ready to produce and, uh, and be successful. And I think they, they come out of there with they ahead with a win.
0: Go Bills.
1: Now we're on to the exotic bet portion of the program where Andy and I give you teasers or try bets or parlays or you name it. Andy, what do you like for this weekend?
2: Well, unfortunately mine's a very vanilla teaser bet, but it's one I'm pretty sure is going to cash at the wicket. Um, We're going to take the Buffalo bills through the key numbers of three, four, and seven and tease them up to plus eight and the same game. I'm going to tease the over. At forty-seven and a half, this thing's going to be a track meet. A lot of points are going to be scored. So, Buffalo and the over on that to be teased.
3: My stone cold Cold lock of of the century. All the way, way, way.
1: Well, I think the tightest game of the weekend is going to be Tampa Bay, L.A. I think that game is going to go right down to the wire. And as a result, I want to put a tri bet down where I bet the middle. A tri bet for those who don't know, you can bet plus six or minus six or anything in between. I'm taking anything in between. So Tampa Bay, L.A. between six points.
0: He's one of those idiots who believe
1: in analytics. Well, thank you for listening to the divisional round weekend of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud so you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com for additional content and picks from all divisional round weekend games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra Studios, for Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner.
2: If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, Please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bad time on the same bet channel. Sayonara. Welcome to Tampa Bay. We buck them up when we raise the
0: play. Fire the cannons and seeds of
3: We got a new captain now Tom Brady's at the helm Bro, that's first mate Gronk, hell yeah It's going down Getting nasty in the trenches Man, nah, they don't want that Steady, Tristan Wirth, Steve Smith Allie Marpet Coming, acting hungry Getting worked by chance And chef until the whistle boy You serve them pancakes Giving Brady Tyler, drop back And hit Break First down, Tampa Pound the rock with Rojo and Fournette until they break. When the front seven wear down, we working them DBs. Hit Godwin an AB, and get 13. Hit them on the cross around, hit them on the post. You can hit them underneath or just hit them on the goals. When they think they got it figured out and we expose Tyler Johnson making grabs, boy, you already know. Welcome
0: to Tampa Bay. We buck them up when we raise the flag. Fire the cannons and seeds today. The, the crews ready, all hands on deck, Napoleon. Down in Tampa Bay.
3: And goodbye, boy, you can't move Number one rush defense in the league Starts up front, y'all don't want no smoke with them Doom. The squad goes, William, Ghost and Nunez, Rojas, Vita, and McClendon, led better. and soon Try to tell, no matter which way that you head Jason Pierre, Paul, and Sack Barrett off of the edge Devin White's an animal, looking to be fed Levante playing games, this is where to play And Winfield Juniors, making men cry, Dean and C.D. Outside when they ask who we are, we ain't gotta mention names We some 2 who gon' find a way to win the game Welcome to Tampa Bay,
0: we buck up when we raise the flag
3: And both keep devising the plan to make sure we keep winning One goal is advanced, keep picking against us We don't give a damn, we'll still hold the Lombardi trophy Overhead as the first team to do it in front of our fans Welcome to
0: Tampa Bay, we buck them up when we raise the flag Fire the cannons and seeds the death.